This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, everybody. It's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys. I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. Adam Glenn, how are you, my friend? I'm good, bud. How you doing? I'm doing good. I can't complain. Things are going well. The podcast is thriving. So, yeah, I got no complaints. Yeah, we had a good week last week. We had a great week. We had, we've had we had some fun guests. We got some really fun guests lined up. Um, I, I hate saying the names yeah. just because you know how it is in this industry. It's like you say the name and then two days later the person cancels. But... We do have a boy bander coming up that I'm excited for, and I'm crossing my fingers that it pulls through because this could be a really fun episode. Our guests are very random, but it's strategically random because we don't want people that have nothing to say. We want people that are fun, that are cool, that do what we do, humanize Hollywood. So that's why, like, Suzanne Summers last week was a great guest. You know, she's one of those people where you think that Suzanne Summers, she's from – you know, she's been around for a while. She's not one of these newest type of exciting celebrities. However, as soon as I started reading her backstory, I was like, man, she's interesting. She's she's done a lot in her career. And the same thing with this, you know, people we have coming up on the podcast. It's people that I think have a great story to tell and give us a perspective, a point of view that we're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And uh, let's be honest, the... If they are the biggest star in the world, they're going to be very calculated with what they say and not want to put much out there. And I want I want people that are honest and talk like more than anything. I just want a really good conversation. And so I'm good that we don't get the Brad and Angelinas of the world, honestly. Yeah, no, it's uh, like, <laughs> dude, Susan Summers was one of those people where. I actually, after talking to her and after looking up her story and doing all that background, I wish and I hope she gets the respect that she deserves, uh, you know, because she's she's been through a lot in her career and she she paved a lot of, you know, she paid her dues, but she also created a path for other female actresses and female entrepreneurs out there. I mean, she's insanely um insanely wealthy and she she's done she's done crazy well yeah crazy wealthy but she also did a incredible job as just on as a businesswoman as an actress so it was a really really good conversation i i suggest highly that you check it out yeah yeah go go check out that episode i mean you probably saw some of the press that came out this week on that episode which was insane everyone picked that up i mean i think it started with like people magazine and entertainment tonight and Daily Mail. I mean, it was just wild. And um, I, I know we we kind of leave some of our reviews till later. I'm going to go ahead and put one of our reviews up on the screen because it was about Suzanne Summers this week. And I want to give this person a shout out and say thank you for leaving a review. But the Count Jean-Luc 
uh, posted a review on iTunes for us, five stars, and said, Suzanne Summers, great interview. She's an inspiration. And I would totally agree with that statement. I mean, she was really good. She was really fun. And she is an inspiration to a lot of people out there. Um, but thank you, Jean-Luc, for taking the time to leave us a review. I really do appreciate it. And we always want to give someone a quick shout out for, for taking that time. So um, today, Adam... I've got some. Do you, are you are you a big conspiracy theory person? Uh, I. It depends when. It depends what uh, conspiracy we're talking about. Because some of them are so insane, but some of them actually have, you know, in some ways, some truth to it. So I, I do enjoy the the conspiracy stuff to a certain extent. Some of them are yeah. so ridiculous, but yeah. But some of them, I mean, it makes them fun to talk about, and I. I have a couple of conspiracy theories here that have been floating around since, I mean, God, back back when I started at TMZ years ago, some of these stories were out there and they've always kind of made me think because some of the proof or some of the evidence behind them, I mean, you go, oh God, this this crap is crazy. But then some of the, the proof people pull forward, I'm like, all right, maybe there's a chance this is real. So I want to dive into some of these and probably some of the theories that you've never even heard of um, and, and kind of get your perspective and I'll give you my perspective on them and we'll get, you know, I, I would love to hear the audience's perspective if they want to tweet us or hit us up in our DMs on, on IG or whatever. But I just think there's some really kind of interesting conspiracy theories floating, floating around. Sounds good. Let's go. Listen. Let's do it. Okay. This is fun. So I want to start off with Avril Lavigne. All right. Okay. <laughs> She looks like a conspiracy, so it's, uh, you know. I, <laughs> this one is so good. So there is a conspiracy that has been floating around for years now, all the way back to like 2002. The theory is that sometime between 2002 and now, Avril Lavigne died and was replaced by an actress. I mean... <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's okay. Let, let me get into what people believe the proof okay. is. Okay. Yes. The proof, the proof is there is a number of before and after photos that show different marks on her body and that an altered shape of her nose and face. And also that there's clues in her lyrics that this Avril Lavigne actress is trying to tell the truth to Avril fans that she is not the real one. Yeah, I don't think that's really possible. I think that would come out, but I could see where people. Okay, now we're looking at the photos. Um, I mean, I think she just grew. You know, like she was. Uh... She was. She was super young. I mean, you can tell her teeth look very different, but I mean, that's an easy well, fix teeth, with you know, dental. Yeah, teeth whitening and stuff. Her skin looks a little bit more has a little bit more glow to it. I, I, I don't know. I think it's. I. I don't think it's. I don't know anybody who. Hey, it's not like Gallagher and Gallagher too. You know, it's uh, it people. And if you if you are listening to us, I, I suggest you uh, you check out the YouTube page after this, and you can you know maybe we'll put some of these photos up on IG. How about we do that? That way they don't have to go like re-listen to the whole thing. But we'll put these photos up on IG so you guys can flip through them. Go to Hollywood Raw. And we will have our uh, conspiracy theory post, and you can flip through and see what we're talking Who's about. Who's the first person that said, all right, something's going on here. She died, and they put in another – like, the person who came up with that is – I don't know who's <laughs> – like, that's, that's, that's fucking wild. I mean, that's – instead of Avril Lavigne got 
plastic surgery, they go, she died, and there is a, a an, yeah. an imposter playing her. I love that. She quit I, this one and moved to Montana and changed her look. No, she died. She <laughs> died. You know? I, I love this conspiracy theory just because it's fun. And again, conspiracy theories to me are fun just to, to, to debate them. All right. I'm going to move on to the next one because everyone loves Keanu Reeves. I mean, we put up a video of Keanu. Did you see it, by the way? I did. It blew up. Yeah, so this there's video of Keanu, Keanu videos do just well. do well. Why? Yeah, I mean help? he. What is it? Why is it like so? You've been you've you have prior experience where you've said like, dude, anything Keanu Reeves, the internet goes crazy for. Anytime there's a video because of because people love him. He is like the internet's God's gift. But, like I mean, he really he, because he's an amazing person. Like he's just he's super generous and he he makes good movies and. He, you know, I, I don't know. There's just something about Keanu Reeves that I, I think people really gravitate towards. So um, he's got this like super fan base. And so that's why I mean, and I'm a part of that. And so that's why anything that comes up, Keanu, I'm like, we need to post this. But there's this video we posted on YouTube and TikTok and IG of him going to get on his motorcycle. He rides his motorcycle all the time. But the video, it's like a pap video, and it looks like it's a movie because the pap is literally filming and driving. And I'm like, this doesn't seem yeah. safe. But, man, it's a good video, and it, like, looks all action-y. Keanu kind of moving between the cars. I, I don't know. I loved it. Anyway, let me get into his theory here. I I, I digress here. But um, so the theory is that Keanu Reeves is actually a time traveler. That could be true. Uh, <laughs> that part, you know, all right. Okay, so let me. Here's here's the full theory. Not that he's just a time traveler, okay. but that Keanu Reeves is an immortal soul who has lived thousands of years through a number of famous identities. Fans believe that Keanu Reeves is a 19th century French actor named Paul Manuet. So I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna put the photos here, and again, we will put them up on IG so you can look at them as we talk about them. But back in 1875, you can see Paul there. Okay. And his his beardy beard and his mustache <laughs> and his big hair and his cool outfit that looks like Colonel Sanders. Um, but they believe that that is Keanu Reeves back in the day. And then you can see the progression back in 94 and then 2008. I mean, the guy doesn't age. Let's be honest. Keanu Reeves does not age. So this one could be true oh dax come on <laughs> i mean I, who knows what his family tree is however if you look at like his jawline like he is still keanu reeves it's crazy like i would just want to know what the secret recipe is i want to know what the sauce is tell me exactly what you do it's like j-lo saying she's never done anything to her face i'm sorry you're telling me you're the only person that this ever happened to it life doesn't work like that keanu reeves being a time traveler I mean, it's funny. It's great. Oh, wait, it looking at the old photo. What do you think about the old photo? I mean, it does. It looks like a mix of Adam Driver or Keanu Reeves. Okay. All right. So, so you are saying false to Keanu Reeves being a time traveler? Of all the people. I mean, this is, I feel this is ridiculous. Oh, Adam, I, I mean, come on. Let, let's, let's live a little. This is way more exciting to say he's a time traveler. All right. Yeah, I guess. Okay. All right. We'll move on to the next one then. All right. <laughs> this series is so good. All right. Uh, the theory here is that Katy Perry is actually Jean Benet Ramsey. 
That one's good. That one's so, that's a, that's a, that's such a joke. That's hysterical, actually. Dead chump. Okay, okay. Listen, the full theory goes that Jean Benet Ramsey was not actually murdered in 1996. I'm left about this because I'm like, yeah. But fun. she grew up to be how we know as Katy Perry, the musician. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up the photos. Here we go. You ready for this? Oh man, that is so gnarly. That is uh, that. That's pretty so, crazy, right? So crazy. That's just so funny because Katy Perry seems like she would have been like a pageant girl growing up. Um, and yeah, that is so, I mean, th- those two photos, are, I, I laughed at this one and then I saw the photos and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> they do look like Katy Perry looks like she could be Jean Benet as an adult. That is, I, it's sad to say that we're laughing about a Jean Benet Ramsey thing, but it's, it's so ridiculous, but it's actually funny. Um, and so, so here's the thing that people have also like. Not only have they overlapped photos of Katy Perry and Jean Benet, but they've also overlapped photos of Katy Perry's parents and Jean Benet Ramsey's oh parents. And so it's just like this theory. I mean, people are invested in it. They believe that Katy grew up as Jean Benet. How much weed do these conspiracy people smoke? It's insane. A lot to be sitting a around lot. in a circle, but all right, I got a new one. Katy Perry is John Bonet Ramsey. It's just uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that they they do that. But that's a funny one. I think that one. That's a good one, right? That's that one's fun. One. That's just it's fun. That one's just fun. All right, so we'll get on to the next one. The next big conspiracy theory flying around is that Steve Jobs is actually still alive. Now this one. People, people have talked about this one more publicly than I think some of these other conspiracy theories, um, just because I think people so badly want him to be alive. You know what sure. I'm saying? Like he 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 invented some or I don't know if he necessarily invented, but he was the man behind some of the biggest inventions of our time. And um, and then his you know untimely death, I think people are like still looking for more. And so what they think is uh, sometime in 2018, nearly seven years after he died of pancreatic cancer, um, someone on Reddit posted a photo of a man in Egypt who looks a lot like Steve Jobs and said, what the hell is Steve Jobs still alive? So I'm going to give this to you. Check this one out. Man, that that one's wild. That, right? One, that one's wild. I... That this what do you think? again? I suggest people check out the YouTube. If you're listening to just audio, check out the video just, or just IG. Right, we'll we'll put them up on we'll we'll put them up on IG. You can flip through as you're listening, um, and that way you can see what we're talking it about. It is wild. This one, I mean, it, again, he, that guy looks identical. identical. The same sort of sitting position, uh, the same sort of mannerisms. But if Steve Jobs faked his death, okay, let's say it. Let's say Steve faked his death. Why? Why wouldn't he? Why would he be in Egypt walking around with like without a hat? He's one of the most recognizable people on the planet. He's in the metaverse. You know, he's not even living here. He's in the metaverse. (laughs) Web three right now. You think he's not Web two point oh? He's in Web three. So okay. So here's here's the one thing that a lot of people have been pointing out though. Look at the watch. It's not an Apple Watch. Oh, very true. But on the opposite side, other people are saying, well, if he faked his death, the last thing he's going to do is be walking around wearing an Apple Watch. 
Yeah, and actually, if you look closely, his watch is a Gateway 2000. So I don't know if you would use that. <laughs> you know, it was a Hewlett Packard. I can't really tell what kind of watch that is. Um, so it's very interesting. Um, but whoever found this photo, I mean, and it, it's amazing that people actually go into this because this guy, his mannerisms, the way he looks, I mean, it, it is. It looks exactly like Steve Jobs. Uh, identical. It's crazy. This one, I mean, I, I, listen, I, at the end of the day, I don't think Steve Jobs faked his death, but it's still a great chatting topic. And, you know, I really do believe that there are like twins for everyone out there, right? Like, I think that there is someone else on the planet or in the past that is identically are visually identical to you. I would love to so, run into that. Right? You ever Wouldn't that be fun? That looks like you? No. I know. Neither have I. Well, generic white boy. Yeah. I mean, there, there's exactly. a couple of those walking around. I mean, you could be my twin at the end of the day. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You look more like my brother than my own brother. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the next theory. <laughs> this one's good. This one, there might be some legitimacy to this one. You're a big um, conspiracy guy. Look at you. Uh, I like this one, though. So it is that Stevie Wonder isn't actually blind. Man, so I have talked to people about this, and a lot of people think I've had my encounters with them. Where oh, so are you? Are you saying you might be on the Stevie Wonder isn't blind train? I think he's blind, but it's like how blind are you? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? So I think it's one of those things where I think he's he might be able to have like maybe ten percent vision, you know, but mm -hmm. to be one hundred percent blind. I, I don't know. Shaq, I think, has said some stuff, uh, I think, in interviews before. From my experiences, like, unless someone tells him I'm there, like, he, you know, I did a great, vi a great video where he held the camera and interviewed me, but when he held the camera, it was wrong, and he tried to, like, put his eye where... I remember that. We played it on TMZ. That was a that one video. Was, it was so good. Yeah, that was yeah. a great video. Um, so I think he's got a little bit of vision, but not much, where he definitely can't drive. And okay, so let, let me say the full theory okay. here. But this, basically, the theory goes that Stevie Wonder, who is obviously legendary blind singer songwriter, is not actually blind, that he's been pretending for the last six decades for some reason. That is the theory. Um, and I can tell you the people's proof, which they believe is proof, is that number one, he frequently attends basketball games. Um, Again, I'm like, excuse me. Um, he attends basketball games, but I don't, I mean, you can still enjoy a game. You know, you, you're listening to it. You, you're in the action just because you can't see the players doesn't mean you can't enjoy going to a game. But okay, we'll, we'll go with that. He once got caught fall. All right, well, he once caught a falling mic stand. Do you remember that one? I do. I do, right? Like that one was like, wait, what is, wait a second. How did he just catch the mic stand? Like, I've seen numerous videos of this where people will slow it down, play it, rewind it because they're just like, how did this blind man knock it over and then catch it? Okay. And then the, the fact that he's also super interested in photography and once took a photo, I'm, I guess maybe that's kind of also along the lines. They may even be talking about your video. And then he does other things that are typically reserved for people with sight. So listen, at the end of the day, what I don't think he's gone through this elaborate ruse for six decades, but 
it's fun to talk about, right? Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's people have um, – I get this conspiracy, you know, and it's never going to go away. I mean because he's also so talented. There's like how could this guy be do what he does and not be able to see it, to perform and just be such a good person? Like the way he is, the way he, his mannerisms are so – it's like no. He's, I, I think he's got to have some sort of vision. From my experience – I feel like he can see about 10% possibly. Like maybe he can see shapes, um, mm -hmm. but he does need someone with him. Um, have you have you ever seen Andrea Bocelli and all the stuff that he does? Yeah. I mean – That guy is um, like amazing. So he's, he's also um, visually impaired, um, blind. But um, he'll be out horseback riding, bicycle riding – on rollerblades like the dude does everything like he does not let his vision or lack of vision impair his like activities it's amazing that guy's awesome i used to love getting photos of him um to put out there for everyone because it was just so great yeah. to see him riding his bike i'm like how but he would like have someone i think the like either the bikes are were connected or the the other guy would kind of like hold on to his yeah steering I, I don't know it's crazy you were so good at that by the way you were so good no one's ever replaced you like at T like at tmz where like getting good photos like you knew like this is a good photo you were you were because no one does that shit anymore maybe the photos aren't good but i think it was you um but you, Thank you, you. had a good eye for like catching good stuff but i'll tell you what with the stevie wonder conspiracy i know a lot of people and a lot of celebrities also believe that he could see yeah yep all right, let's go to the next one. This one, you're going to love this one. This one, I, I feel that people have talked about this for many years, but that Britney Spears was a George Bush operative. The theory goes that Britney was on the White House payroll, and every time the Bush administration screwed up, they distract all the sheeple with a Britney scandal. Man. <laughs> Man. I mean... Come on. Do you, do you want do you want some of the proof that they're putting out yes. there? And it's crazy that so this is actually going on. But you know what? This is why the whole conservatorship is going crazy because she probably has so much money that she can't really touch. Because mm -hmm. you know, that's why her dad's like, no, we have that George Bush money. <laughs> we got that George Bush money. Well, the proof is they say on uh, November 6, 2007, Britney Spears and Kevin Federline announced their split the day before a key midterm election. Hmm. I don't know why that alone would be enough proof to say that she's on oh, the White so House payroll. But I mean, listen, she, she did have a lot of issues through 2007 and before. So, so it was just one event that they're saying it because of uh, no i think there was quite a few that, um but i would say there was just a time where people wanted to point out at everything that britney was doing as an issue and turn it into a scandal and there was also a time when bush everything he did people pointed out and called it a scandal so every day it would have been you know a bush issue and a britney issue at the same time like I'm, can, that's how i look I at can it see in some ways that the news would kind of you know news it depends where you see news you got to remember news people is all about ratings they're chasing ratings they're not chasing good news stories um we've known that in the past two years during the pandemic you know there a lot of covid was a big news story and now there's stuff unfortunately going on in ukraine so the covid stories have kind of hit a little bit 
they're slowed down a little bit, you know? So um, I could see people's kind of, I could see people's ideas behind this, you know, yeah. every newsroom um, has a board where they're able to see which stories are doing well. So, you know, let's just say that a Britney Spears story drops the same day as a George W. Bush. They're going to put more gas on that. But again, people's thoughts. But at the end of the day, I'll tell you, Britney's people would never sign up for that because the last thing they wanted were Britney scandals. They weren't good for business. And with her team running her entire life, the last thing they would do is go, yes, we want to put more fuel on the, the Britney fire. So this one, definitely not true, but fun to talk. <laughs> yeah, about. for sure. All right. And uh, the last conspiracy theory I have for at least today, because we might have to make this a regular thing. This is really fun. Um, is that <laughs> Beyonce is actually Solange's mother, her sister, Solange. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. So the theory goes that Beyonce, who they are saying was not actually born in 1981, that um, because Solange is born in 1986, so obviously that time gap right there would not be enough. But they are saying that the Knowles family covered up Beyonce's early pregnancy by claiming they were sisters. So they are they are saying that uh, Beyonce was actually born in 1974, and um, and that her. <laughs> that her family also faked her birth certificate, by the way. This is a very convoluted conspiracy theory. Um, and then theory goes on that um, Beyonce had, obviously, Solange. And they said, oh, no, they're sisters, so that people wouldn't see that she had a, a baby so young. And then they go on. This theory also continues that Beyonce was never actually pregnant with Blue Ivy, that uh, Jay-Z and her used a surrogate because there was this really famous video of her going to do an interview. And she was in this, like, pink or i think it was like a pink dress and you could see her her baby belly but when she went to bend over it looked like the belly folded in and when she went to sit down so people said oh that's not that was a fake belly a prosthetic belly that she was using because it folded in not like a normal pregnant time. full belly and so forever that people are oh she gonna she got a circuit at the end of the day if they had a circuit who the hell cares why, uh, why people would put so much emphasis on it anyway, I don't know. I guess it would be the secrecy. Like, if if they didn't just own up to it and say, hey, we got a surrogate, I think that's probably where people would be annoyed. Yeah, Beyonce is very – we don't see a lot of paparazzi photos of Beyonce. You know, and when they mm -hmm. do, when they are taken, they always run. But you don't see her photographed that much. And I – it's pretty – pretty wild how they're able to stay so under the radar like where are no because adam we, you and i talk about this all the time when people don't want to be seen they can do that it's very easy to maneuver your way around the country and not be seen by paparazzi it's the annoying part when people go out and go to craig's and then bitch about the paparazzi and you know them being out there i'm like yeah but you went to craig's beyonce and jz are two of the most famous people on the planet and they move about the cabin without being seen. Yeah, but also people have cell phone cameras now. You're telling me no one has a cell phone photo or of taking photo of Beyonce? Like, what does she do? I, I feel like there's got to be some photos of her, even if she's in Detroit. Someone, she walks in a place, someone's not taking a photo of Beyonce, and you can't stop them from taking the photo. Yeah. You know, there's sometimes yeah. where celebrities go with security guards, the security will say to the people, like, hey, no photos. But literally, they can't stop you from doing that. But she still stays under the radar. 
So if she had a surrogate, that's fine. I get it. As far as her being the mother of her sister Solange, that one is that's just stupid. That's let's stupid. just let's just call that one as it is. That conspiracy theory is stupid. That is insane. However, you know, Tina, Tina Knowles, Beyonce's mom, they kind of all look like sisters. Like they they all look good. Yeah, they got some good genetics they in that family. Genetics. This is not it's not it's not that Beyonce is Solange's mom. It's that they've got really freaking good genetics. And Tina still looks like she's freaking 35. It's crazy. Yeah. No, that's. Uh... Um, but, you know, we, we're sitting here talking about the the whole paparazzi thing. And there was a story that came out this week that actually kind of pissed me off. And I don't know if you saw this little excerpt, but it's about Robert Pattinson and him bitching about being famous. I did not see this. Tell me what happened. Okay, so Robert Pattinson did an interview with GQ, and I'm going to read it for you. So Robert Pattinson said wearing masks during the pandemic was a major bonus for him. All right. He said he was able to go unrecognized in public. He said this was this was his quote. It's funny with all these anti-mask things, because I'm like, I will be wearing a mask for the rest of my life. I think I've gained a few years of my life from lack of stress. It's ideal when everyone else is wearing one as well. So it's not like I'm standing out. It's incredible. I'm like, I hate when celebs bitch about being famous. I hate it. Like you sat there, you know, and you're super successful. And the only reason people are going to watch your movie is because they like you and you're a celebrity. So don't bitch about walking down the street and people recognizing you. This is this what comes with the territory. Don't be an actor. 100%. Go work at Costco. I don't know. Do something else if you don't want to be a celebrity. Don't yeah, bitch no, about it. Don't bitch about being famous. And this is what you chose to do. And listen, if you don't want to be, if you just want to be an actor, you could go on Broadway. Nobody will bother you. And you know you'll make a good you'll make a good income. Um, the work is tough, but you want to be Batman. This is what comes with it. With that said. My team on that quote is I just it was a good experience for me to kind of walk around and just feel normal again. Like when I was so that's what I took the way I read that or listened to it was him just to feel sort of normal again, where it wasn't like he had to hide, but he could just kind of feel like a regular person again. Because it is hard for these people to walk down the street all I mean, eyes trust on. me, I again I oh, get, get it. it. I get that there is a lot of stress that comes with being famous. I understand that. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of times when, you know, we've talked about this where you you're in a hurry and suddenly now you have to stop and take photos and and you know, you don't want to that, that one moment with that one person to be in page six because you're an asshole to them. I get I get all of it. Bitch about it to other celebs. Don't bitch about it to the public. Yeah. Because how, how who's going to have like the compassion for you because your bank account is lined because you are living a dream most people would die for with all the the starving actors out there would give to have the fame and fortune that you have and you're bitching about you want to be unrecognizable. If you're unrecognizable, you're not going to be Batman in a new movie. Yeah, uh, it's uh... so that that's where I have a hard time with it. Like, by all means, go talk to people that can relate with that because I I'm sure that the stress level is out of control, and I'm sure that it's not fun to be recognizable every day of your life. And to you need to go get a colonoscopy and 
now someone's looking at your butthole and you're famous and there's a different level of stress. I get that. But go talk to that with, you know, about that with Tom Cruise. You know what I'm saying? Like, not not publicly. Yeah, it's uh, unless you're giving half your purse to uh, to charity and you're becoming a good. But you know what? When you're flying private and you're doing some pretty cool things, and you're on a, a yacht in Ibiza or uh, the, the south of France. Life, there's a lot of people that are struggling out there. Um, but actually, I ran into a cool celebrity this week. Someone who I've seen before, but never got to have like a to actually meet them. Uh, I ran into Lin Manuel Miranda. Who, oh, that's a big that's one, a dude. Big one right now. It's crazy how big he is. Cause like people, as soon as I got the video, people are like, do you know that you talk to the modern day Mozart? I was like, really? That's how people refer to this guy. And I saw him walking down the street. And do we do we want to play it? Yeah, let's play it. Is there a certain clip you want to highlight that, out? It's 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 not long. We could play the whole thing. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Real quick. <laughs> what is your writing process like when you write a thing? What, what is your thought process? How do you do it? How do you get creative? I take it any way it comes. If the lyric comes first, you get the lyric. If the music comes first, you get the music. When you get the Oscars, how many people are asking you to be mentioned? Is it nervous? Like, if you win the award, everyone wants to be mentioned. But how do you decide who's going to be and who's not going to be? Oh, the people who know, the people who know, know. You know, I mean, hopefully you're lucky enough to even be in that position. Do you still get nervous? Do you still get stage, well, not stage fright, but how do people get out of stage fright and get away from that? You that? Just, yeah, you always get nervous. You just have to think of it as rocket fuel. You have to sit on top of it instead of let it blow up the shit. Yeah, one last right. thing. Oh, one last thing. Uh, what's the one show next that you think will be the next hit Broadway show? Is there one thing that you're working on that you really want to make? Oh, I don't know what I'm working on. I'm going to go to the John Bookshop and read some plays right now, actually. Um, but I saw him walking down the street and uh, with a mask on. Um, but also, I didn't know if it was him because he had a shaved head, you know. And you, usually, he's got that goatee, and he um, and he kind of blends in. You know, he is one of those guys who could kind of blend in. Um, but I got him walking down a random street, but then all of a sudden, he stopped in front of a bookstore, which I didn't even know he's like an owner in this bookstore. And apparently, he was he goes there all the time, and he works there, and he does a lot of work there. Um, I actually got to talk to him. Play the interview. Keep track of it. Real okay, quick. hold on, hold on. And then what is he? Um, what was his thing? He gave you advice for something, right? He talks about stage fright, like, uh, yeah. Okay, so that's a great interview, dude. That's cool, man. I mean, listen, it's uh, he's a he's he's a big deal. So it was cool to talk to him, meet him, but we actually talked off camera, which was a lot cooler. And um, I gotta say, like, he was. I actually liked him. Like, he was. You know, I could just from talking to him, I, 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 my takeaway was that like, he's, he's struggled. Like he, he's worked hard and he struggled, but he's actually at a good point now. But he works insanely hard, and I just respect him. Nice guy, good guy. I mean, very, 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 very cool guy, and I liked him. That's how, when you said you wouldn't recognize him. I, I don't know how you recognize him because the shaved head threw me off. Like the video started, and I'm like, oh shoot, we got the wrong video. No, that's he looks totally different. So he, he must be really dipping under the radar for people out there right now. Yeah, no, but that was cool to meet him and actually uh, have an interaction with him, talk to him off camera. Cause I always talk to, you know, people always like, you know, I, I don't think people will get to see what I do. Um, and uh, I always try to talk to the celebrity when I can off camera mm -hmm. and let them know like, Hey, I'm a really big fan or just like, you know, and I just, and it's that little more part that I think they remember or just, it kind of gives them a, the last taste of me in some way, which is a weird way to think about it. 
but you left a bad taste in my mouth. Most times, so. <laughs> I want to leave a good taste in the mouth where I could say, Hey man, I just want to say thank you so much. And I'll say to them, like, uh, you know, you know, because you gave me a minute of your time, I'm able to pay for my health insurance. And actually, uh, I got some, and then also in the past few days, I got some wrestlers, um, which you don't know these people. I took a photo with one of them and you're like, who's this? I was like, dude, Randy Orton, like the legend killer. He's actually, a <laughs> I mean, he's a monster, such a big dude, but his videos do very, very well for me. I think his last video for me did maybe over two to 4 million, um, Jeez. on YouTube, but had a really good conversation with him. And again, we talked off camera, super nice, super cool, super respectful of my job. Um, I think I was sort of respectful to his job because this guy has in the past has had a temper with reporters. Um, he, where he's gone crazy on, he's gotten physical with reporters. And I just asked some questions out of respect of, of the WWE. Well, you know, he knows you're fan. a fan. That's the thing. I, I think there's a difference between someone who's just asking questions and someone who's a fan, but asking questions but you don't want to be t- for wrestling. You don't want to be too much of a fan. Cause then some ways, unfortunately, some people think wrestling fans are nerds. And I think I'm a little bit hip uh, and I don't want to come off too, but it's like, Hey man, I want to have like a fun, cool, interesting interview, but also not come too corny. So or did, fake. did he say anything during this interview that like you loved so like I anything loved that I talked to him? Two things. Um, first, which, you know, WrestleMania is coming up and the WWE hall of fame is coming up and undertakers being inducted, Vader's being inducted. And actually with the undertaker being inducted again, every woman is like, what the fuck are we talking about right now? Um, <laughs> But the Undertaker's being inducted. The we'll Hall keep of Fame. this short. We don't want to lose people Vince right McMahon now. Is inducting uh, the Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. Vince McMahon never does something like this. Now, Randy Orton, who's still currently wrestling in the WWE, I say to Randy, "Hey, Randy, listen. Let's let's be honest. You will eventually be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Who do you want to induct you into the Hall of Fame?" And he says this. My wife actually just brought that up the other day, and we were thinking about it, and uh, it was kind of funny because. We couldn't. Th- we, we didn't know who would be like the guy. Um, and like Hunter came up, Cena came up, Flair came up. But you know, I, I don't know if I could get Cena to come in from Hollywood to, <laughs> to do it. Maybe he could do it virtually. I don't know. Triple H and John Cena. I mean, John Cena says, uh, or or Triple H or John Cena. John Cena, if he's not too busy uh, doing his acting stuff. Um, but they've had a big back. I think we just got the women back involved. You said John Cena, and now the women are like, all right, we're back in. <laughs> He's 41 years old, I believe. You know, great shape, still looks good, still crushing it. But I say to him, you know, there's only so much time you're really going to do it. So I ask him, how much longer is he going to wrestle in the WWE? And if he wants to pursue acting after his career. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a homebody. I don't think uh, that would be the lifestyle for me. I like uh, my schedule with the WWE right now. So I, I see uh, riding off into the sunset, still wearing my wrestling boots, man. I, How many uh, more years, bud? You look uh, good. I, you, still, if you, you look yeah, great. I'm, I'm only, I just turned 40 a year ago, you know. Uh, I, I got another decade in me. You know? you we'll see, we'll see. Crazy, right? He doesn't want to get into acting as much. He's a homebody. You know, so he, uh, I don't think he has, I think he's going to wait for the offers. He's not going to pursue the, the offers like a, a Cena did or the rock did, but he's got a great look to him. He's definitely like, he he's a very charismatic guy, but cool dude. Got to talk to him off camera. Really enjoyed him. That's awesome, dude. All right. You have a magazine sitting around you by chance. I have a magazine. Yes. Tell All me right. We- it is time to play the game, which is probably one of my favorite games where 
I call out a uh, a page in a magazine, one of the you know Us Weekly star. What do you got today, by the way? I have a, it's 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 Us Weekly with the Queen. On. Look at that, the Queen. Such a weird face. Ooh, the Queen looks mad. She's Ooh. looking at you. Okay, okay, so we got an Us Weekly. We're gonna play the game. I call out a page number, and Adam picks a page, or I'm sorry, Adam goes to the page and then says if he's had an encounter with one of those celebs, oh, and I will join in if I have a celeb encounter with anyone on that page as well. All right, you ready, Adam? Let's do it. Page three. Uh, I think that's tape. Page three could be the table of contents. And, uh, oh, no, it's not actually. Okay. Um, there's a few people on this page and I'll show you. Um, so there's a few people on this page. There's, uh, Kerry Russell, Gemma Chan, Penelope Cruz, Abigail Breslin, Lady Gaga, um, Lady Gaga, man, I fucked up with Lady Gaga. Um, why is that? This is, I, do I know this story? No, you don't know this. I, fucked up with lady gaga when lady gaga first come out came out i had a tip she was eating at a restaurant and she like basically we just didn't think she was gonna last we didn't think it was gonna be we thought it was a one hit song or maybe just a few songs no one really knew as far as the paparazzi that she was gonna be a big star so we had tips on her that like we're eh, it's lady gaga we're not gonna go for her you know it was just dance it was like more of like a KT, well, KTU, if you're in New York, you know, it's like a 1 to 3.5 radio song. We didn't know if the song was to be that big or anything. So I had a bunch of tips on her, and I went for a few of them, but not as many as I could. And that's where I messed up because if I would have went for every t- single time I had a tip on her, I think I would have been able to develop that relationship with her where she would remember me every time. And mm. um, I didn't do it. And then she became a huge star, and now when – you see her, it's a, it's a much bigger thing, you know, and, you know, fortunately I did that. I, but there was other people that I had that kind of relationship with John Cena, the rock, uh, Kevin Hart, uh, Michael Buble. And those are the people that I always went for because I just, that sounds bad. I didn't go for a girl. I went for a bunch of dudes, but I, uh, I, um, but Kim Kardashian is one of them as well. Um, that I always went for, but Lady Gaga, I didn't always go for, and you I know what's funny up. is this is like the story of her life though of like and eh, she was the person that people didn't believe in you know what i'm saying like it goes back to her record label in the the first and i i can't remember off the top of my head which record label it was but she was on a record label and they basically ended up saying no we're, we don't want to do a deal with you anymore and then she changed companies whether it was Interscope, I'm going to mess this up. I, I don't remember who she was with. They they said, never mind. And they and now the head of that record label, whoever the hell it was, basically is kicking themselves to this day, being like, oh, I, I didn't that. believe in you, and you became the biggest star. God, I, this would be so much more of a, a great story well, if I, I could remember the so that up real quick, and I'll tell you the story about Lady Gaga. Like, okay. you know, at the times I was going for Lady Gaga, and this is the beginning part of her career, it would be me, and then like I would have to beg another photographer to come with me to shoot it. And she would talk to me. She was nice. She was cool. Um, it was actually like good experiences with her. I just didn't go for that much because I just would go for other people, and that was my fault. That was my mistake. Um, you know, I did that with other celebrities who would I'd always go for, and therefore they became huge stars. And now they always make time for me, like John Cena, like Kevin Hart, like The Rock, 
unfortunately, I didn't do that with Lady Gaga, and now I'm paying the price. Um, I wish I did. It was my mistake. Uh, I did shoot her at the airport one time, and it was funny because she had this crazy outfit at the airport. And she, you know, when you go, she didn't come out where the baggage gate at the airport at JFK, you could go down downstairs. Usually, you could come down downstairs where there's the luggage. Or you can kind of sneak out up top, which is what a lot of celebrities do. Their greeters there, they bring up there. The car's waiting for them, and someone else would get the baggage. Lady, it was me and a few photographers. They knew we were there, so Lady Gaga put on an outfit. She got dolled up, and she came out, and she was super cool. Did a great interview, and she like knew we were all there. She wanted the attention, and she was super sweet about it. And it was like a win-win for both of us. Um, but I had like a really good interview with her. I interviewed for like two and a half mi minutes. It was also about like. Her, I think it was that time where she wore like the meat outfit. Um, so it was roughly around that award show time. But she was always been, she's she is very nice. She's good to the fans. She's good to people. It's just when you're around her now, it's a crowd. It's different level. It's a yeah. Different level. Yeah. Well, not only that, it's weird because I would say music artists are some of the biggest artists in the world because just music crosses so many lines. Sure. But now that she is, uh, you know, an Oscar winning. I mean, I, I know that she got her Oscar for music, but Oscar-winning actress as well. It just her her fame has gone to a whole new level. All right, I found out who it was, by the way. Okay. It so she was with Def Jam originally, and L.A. Reid. His biggest regret, like in his career, is that he let Gaga go because they basically they they. They didn't believe in her. They let her go. She became the biggest star in music. And I remember there was a story about her getting off one of the, the late shows, seeing him in the hallway and basically saying, now you regret it. And he was like, yep. <laughs> Isn't that the best? I love that story. I mean, I mean, that sucks also. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like for there's so to not feel like you're ever appreciated and to feel like you have to grind and grind and grind. And then you go back and you look at those people and you're like, F you, dude, like you didn't believe in me. And like, look what I could do. And it could be part of the fact that they didn't believe, which even pushed her further to be as successful as she is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. love that. No, I'm, with you. I'm with you. Um, so, all right. Let's get another page. Uh, page 11. Page 11. OK. Um, going to page. I just had it. Page 11. Uh, um, there's three people on it. So if you look on the cover, it's there's three people on it. There's J Lo, mm -hmm. Bella Hadid, and Drake. Let's go with J Lo. We haven't talked to any J Lo. <laughs> so this is a this is kind of a wild story. I um, J Lo was this is a this is a crazy twenty minutes. Okay, so J Lo is eating at Nello. And JLo came out of Nello, and we get like a few real quick of her shot of her going into Nello. And uh, this is wild, dude. This is the wildest 20 minutes of like A list celebrity. JLo was eating at Nello on, on Madison Avenue. Nello is a very fancy Italian place where they don't even have the prices near the stuff. It's very fresh truffle and stuff, you know. And they get a lot of celebrities every time, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in New York, he always goes there. Stallone goes there. Uh, it's old Hollywood, but it's great. JLo's coming in. She she comes out of Nello, and she jumps into a car. Boom. Then all of a sudden, around the corner, we get a tip that 
Angelina Jolie is around the corner in an office. So we run around the corner. We get Angelina Jolie. She comes out. Boom, we get the shot. And then all of a sudden, I jump on my bike, and all the paparazzi, paparazzi are chasing Angel, Angelina Jolie back to wherever she's going, maybe her hotel. And also, I'm on the bike, and I'm kind of following the traffic, and it's sort of behind. I'm not following Angelina Jolie because she doesn't really do much for me, but I'm in the paparazzi chase a little bit because I'm just following the traffic. But all the paparazzi are chasing and flying, and all of a sudden, as they do that, they run in front of me. All of a sudden, who crosses the street walking in front of me is Jennifer Lopez. I'm like, what? And the paparazzi car next to me looks at me. He's like, wait, what the fuck's going on? J-Lo starts just walking across the street. So she just got in a car, drove away, and then everyone bounced. She just got out of her car and went for a walk down Madison Avenue. So I'm like, oh, my God. I real quick throw my bike down. And J-Lo was like, holy shit. Like, you guys just got me. Like, it was just weird. Like, <laughs> he was like, oh, man, I just I walked just, straight in so front of the paps again. J-Lo is walking down Madison Avenue, and it's just me and another photographer. And it's cool. Like, it's just J-Lo and her elements. Her, I think her mom and a friend and a bodyguard. But she's very, like, to blend in the crowd. It doesn't really stand out. And I start talking to J-Lo. I was walking down the street. And I, you know, again, I'm not trying to ask her too much that's like, I know if I ask J-Lo anything that's like crazy or something that's too weird she won't answer yeah so i said j-lo you're from new york have you ever bought anything on canal street and she laughs and she goes she starts talking i think she said she bought like uh sunglasses or a purse on canal street where they have all the bootleg stuff and uh we started talking about canal street you know and bootleg stuff and it was just a fun new york talk like i got something that was it. able like a funny conversation for her like you know, actually, I did buy it. You know, it just made it. So that was a really cool J-Lo moment. That's cool. That That is fun. Yeah. All right. Let's do one last one before we wrap this up. Okay. Let's go to page 22. 22. Taylor Swift would like that. 22. Okay. Yeah. Good call. Uh, 22. Oh, man. Dude, you're on the roll today. Um, you have uh, our, our friend Brooke Burke. Oh, well, I love Lisa we Brooke got Brooke Burke. Burke. We and, have... and if you guys haven't listened to the Brooke Burke episode, go back and check it out. That's it's great. Funny. She was, she was so awesome and just fun. Go look at, yeah. go check it out. Brooke Burke, Bridget Nielsen, and John Legend. As much as I would love to say John Legend and Brooke Burke, I kind of want to hear a Bridget Nielsen story. So I'm hooking up a Bridget Nielsen. Okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's hooking up with you because you know she's the dominant one in that relationship. I've never met Bridget Nielsen. I uh, honestly, if I had a tip on Bridget Nielsen, and if it was right across the street, I would still debate if I'm going to cross the street. I'm going to be honest with you, and that's nothing against Bridget Nielsen. It's just that's more about. Okay, fine, fine. John Legend. Okay, John Legend. I'm sure you've got a bunch with him. John Legend, a New Yorker. He's like, he's he's we. I don't want to say he's weird, but he's like space cadet Like he always is like smiling, but you don't know if he's like present. Do you, think that, do you think that comes with just being an artist in general and like you're just kind of different? Like your your brain works in a different way than like other people? Yeah, I mean, I think he's just always like smiling, but he's just never really present. I like he just do, he goes through the motions uh, sort of robotic mm-hmm. to a certain way. I mean, I've, I've talked to him a bunch. Some, he's, he's just like. He's very vanilla to me, and I okay. and I don't say it in a mean way. It's just just the way he's he's just vanilla, like you know, in that genre, but not genre. Like Michael Bublé has personality. John Legend is just. Do you think of, like, though that that is kind of why it took a long time for John Legend to really hit, like really, really hit? Because he's been famous 
he's he's been putting out records for years and years and years but i would say it took i don't know the the last five years is where he blew up right am i i'm not wrong right wrong and it's it's actually a good way of looking at john legend you wonder when you look at john legend you wonder if chrissy made john legend like they became a power couple like him by himself is just john legend it's like seal when seal was with heidi klum they were this power couple now seal by himself we don't really you know well there was there was a lot of recognition that came to him when they start like both of them she blew up because of john legend he blew up because of her there was this very much like they got together and everyone started talking about it and you know she was huge on twitter and i think how fun she always is and her personality i think that people were like oh if she's so cool john must be so cool and then he started booking all of these gigs and then you started seeing him perform at the oscars and perform at the grammys and like i don't know he got this like sense of revitalization that it seemed like he a just fun hadn't couple. had before yeah, yeah like he's got the most amazing voice but like people weren't having him at every event and now he's like the go-to guy when you have a a big show it's like oh have john legend there he's got you know i, I don't know there was something that he blew up when they got together no one thousand percent one thousand percent everything changed and maybe in his career. it goes with like you said he's a little bit more vanilla and because he doesn't have this shocking personality people just didn't didn't get him at first no you're one thousand percent right i um I, I it, it, Chrissy Teigen was a very good thing for John Legend. Yep, agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, that 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 was a good show. That was fun. I enjoyed the conspiracy theory. I think I'm going to bring that back. Um, but thank you for your little stories. I I could literally sit and listen to them every single day because we've been friends for years now. And I'm still hearing for the first time these stories. And we talk a lot. We talk like three times a day. And so getting to hear these are fun. So many of them, man. But thank you guys for listening. Make sure you leave a review. Dax always has one ready for us because if you leave a review, we'll read your review live on air. It's the best thing to do to support us. It just helps out, really. Just leave five stars, say a few kind words, and uh, we'll, say, uh, we'll say something on air. Dax, read us a review, please. I already did at the beginning of the show. Did you? Yeah. Oh, it was a long show. <laughs> I mean, I could reread it if you want, but it was the Suzanne Summers interview. <laughs> Someone said I have a big wang, please. Um, thank no, you. that was you. That was you that sent that review in. And I said, nope, not reading that one on the air. But listen, if you guys like celebrity content, you want to see paparazzi video- videos like they used to show back in the day that you can't find anywhere else, like, Nobody else has this kind of content. You want to see what celebrities are in their natural habitat on the streets of L.A., New York, Paris, <laughs> Miami. We have that content. It's really cool. It's really fun. You can see it on our YouTube page. It's also on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. We're on it all. Follow up the Hollywood Raw podcast. Shout out to Hurt App. Shout out to Pat. You find uh, me at Adam Glynn, G-L-Y-N. You find Dax Holt at D-A-X-H-O-L-T. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Bye. A Huda Media Production.